You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello, everybody, and yeah, welcome back to the podcast that no one wanted to listen to. Uh, it is the Oz Network talking about Lost, an episode which is probably been referenced about the same time as much time as Boone has, <laughs> but is much worse than Boone. Uh, unfortunately, when you're doing a full recap. You have to go through every episode, and you can't skip them. So, we are here today to talk about the most infamous episode of Lost's entire history, Stranger in a Strange Land. It hurts even to say those words. If you ever wonder what happened with Jack's tattoos, then look no further, because we're about to find that out. Uh, this episode aired... On February 21st, 2007, written by Elizabeth Sarnoff and Christina M. Kim, and directed by the Paris Barkley. Ah. The Oscar nominee, (laughs) Paris Barkley. Uh, This episode, so excited to get into and talk talk about. So, my name is Nora, and I'm a pretty likable guy. And my name is Ben, and you know I can't understand a word you're saying, right? I wish I didn't understand any of this episode. Dr. Jack, Dr. um, Jack! Is this episode... Does this get unfairly treated? No. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I thought that maybe it would be fun to revisit because it's so infamous rather than kind of those random bad episodes, but... This episode is terrible. Like, there's a reason it has the reputation that it has. Um, this just kind of... It just hurts because episode 7 and 8, it felt like we were back. And this feels like it belongs in the, that first 6. Like, this should be episode 7. Or episode 8. So... Yeah, why did this happen? And already another Jack episode. Yeah, and I think, like, I, I, I forgot about this episode and then I rewatched it a couple of years ago and I probably just didn't even pay attention to this one. But when you do it chronologically, um, it's just... At least you get the flashback over pretty quickly because... Um, is there a purpose to this flashback? Like, I know we talked about this with Locke and the whole drug-selling thing. But like, I feel, is this the absolutely most pointless flashback ever? Because even with what it is meant to imply, like, I still don't feel like it makes any sense at all. Um, and I, I just don't know. Like, the biggest answers and questions in Lost, like, what was the polar bear? Are they really dead? You know, why are they at the church? Like... The biggest question to me is, what the fuck is the point of this episode? And who gives, like, why? Is it tattoos? And, like, at what point are the writers sitting around just staring at Matthew Fox's arm going, I bet there will be some people watching this wondering how Jack got those tattoos. Like, why? Who cares? <laughs> what is frustrating to me is I know they have to service their main characters, but Jack has already had a flashback. He's already going to have another episode for the finale. 
there are so many of these others. Like Tom is in this episode quite a bit. Let's get a Tom episode. <laughs> like I know we just had a Juliet one. Let's have another one. Like let's have that goddamn Russo flashback that I'm still bitter after all this time that we never got. And no, the time travel doesn't count. So there are so many possibilities. Let's have an Alex. God, Carl. <laughs> I know we were saying that we were going to be the podcast to defend him. That may be a little difficult, but <laughs> like, goddamn, give us a Carl story or or something. Like, we still don't know how Locke is in. A, he got in a wheelchair, although that is coming. Like, there are so many possibilities, and obviously, yes, they've run out of flashback ideas for their main characters. It's evident. Thank God, next season we'll be getting flash forwards, but. You don't need you don't need to service Jack again. He only had two episodes in season two. It's not in his contract to have three centric episodes of Jack throughout the season. I I totally get that the writers were spinning their wheels because they didn't have an end date. But there are still so many quote filler episodes that you could do. Like give us a goddamn Russo episode. It would have been much more memorable. Um, even can't believe I'm saying this. Even Nikki and Paolo like at this point like. At least they would have something new to bring to the thing. So, um, yeah, this frustrates me. And there's a bit of an urban legend with this episode that it, this is the episode that convinced ABC to give them an end date. And that's a, a gross oversimplification of the whole situation. And I don't really believe it was this specifically just one episode they watched and said, oh, God, we've got to end it. Like, I don't think it went that way. Um, there's also an urban legend that the writers sabotaged uh, sabotaged an episode to get an end date and <laughs> I'm sorry I don't think even Fox Mulder would believe that that's just ridiculous <laughs> uh, that, I love the writers of this show but that's giving them far too much credit to say that they sabotaged an episode to get an end date um, well didn't Damon Lindelof come out years later and almost like apologise for this episode <laughs> He, he has definitely made jokes. But at one point he said Homecoming was his least favourite, but I think he now uh, acknowledges that how bad Stranger in the Strange Lamb was and can look at it and realise they made a mistake. Um, Matthew Fox, though, he which, enjoyed it. Oh, he, he loved Stranger <laughs> in the Strange Lamb. Oh, oh my acting but, was like, that's the peak of my acting. Like, I, I've never been so on top of my acting game, you know, when I got bashed uh, by those Thai men on a beach. Like, wow, <laughs> I was on my game. I think um, the episode itself is bad, but also just the stuff around it, like, as what the episode could have been, annoys me just as much as how bad the episode was. But, yeah, pretty much this point the unprecedented tv thing of getting an end date three years before like that happens a bit nowadays it's still a little rare but that was like groundbreaking nothing like that had ever happened and thank god it did and they later talked damon lindelof has later been open about this how they were pushing for four seasons and abc were pushing for like 10 seasons and then they said well how about we do five and abc said can you do eight seasons uh and then they kind of settled and but like they wanted to end this show not because they didn't enjoy the show but how much can you really do um and even in season six even this episode i don't have the exact number right now but this show even towards the end was pulling in amazing ratings like 
still better than most shows that are on today, successful shows. So it could have gone for 10 seasons before being cancelled. I don't think it was ever in risk of being cancelled. But I'm glad they went for the integral thing and decided that we will have an end date and we can work towards finishing this show at a faster pace. And I think, I mean, I would doubt there would be many shows out there where... Because, it, I mean, it's it's good, like, that the creators wanted to sort of have an ending of it so that they could, I guess, wrap it up tightly. But, I mean, it's very rare, isn't it, for, I guess, creators and showrunners to really want to end their show that quickly, I guess. Because, I mean, particularly with US shows, you know, I mean, God, I think Criminal Minds is just about to end in its, what, 16th, 15th <laughs> season? Like, frickin' uh, NCIS is what season 83 by now or something like that i don't know <laughs> like murphy brown murphy brown god i won't just get off the air um well, six seasons is nothing really for yeah a successful it's, i mean i know it's, it's weird to think that the the symmetry and i guess the three main ones that we started off and covering in lost third watching it all have six seasons but i think we've established with each of them they've kind of all got their differences around it like lost obviously sort of got stretched to six seasons and they wanted to end third watch was always a case of every season it was like oh i think we're gonna get cancelled oh no we're going again and then sort of nit tuck got screwed around a lot by writers strikes and kind of extended seasons around seasons that shouldn't have been seasons and it was just odd what they did with that but yeah i mean it's it's i just i really feel and particularly for a network show too uh i mean i was actually in the the last few that we've been watching i i still often think to myself like this was a network show it still really feels almost like a cable show sometimes mm. so but yeah um Definitely. i can see why this is an episode if they did if you buy into that um theory that like, all right all right damon we'll give you what you want we get it <laughs> tattoos fair enough <laughs> It's, it is such a great metaphor for how the show needed... It, I don't believe that that's the reason they gave him at the end, but it is such a great case study for why this show needed an end date. Because we love Lost, and when we get to next week, I'm not anti-filler. Like I've got no problem with filler. I'm anti-bad. <laughs> oh, it was a good album. I thought so, it, was good, it was a decent follow-up to Thriller. I mean, I prefer Dangerous a few years later, but... I'm an off-the-wall kind oh, of person. Off-the-wall. Underrated. <laughs> Underrated off-the-wall. <laughs> um, that's going to be my quote for life now. I'm not anti-filler. I'm anti-bad. But, <laughs> um, yes, I'm not against filler. We'll get to that next week. But it, it was time for things to change. And not just get an end date, but just change. Like, Next season, we'll get to it with the flash-forwards, but they couldn't introduce flash-forwards until we knew when the show would end because then they would just be, like, having the flash-forward of when he got another tattoo. Like, <laughs> they would be running out of ideas there. So this end date kind of brought so much to the show, and even though there will be a writer's strike, as you mentioned, coming up, which kind of throws a spanner in the works... I think from this point onwards, we definitely see a progression and feel like the show is moving towards something rather than staying in a cage. So, um, good news. There's still a few more filler episodes this season, some fun ones. Uh, but from season four onwards, it's pretty much like quite fast-paced um, and more cable-like than we even thought with the first three. But 
we should get into this piece of shit. Uh -huh. um, so, <laughs> it can be fun. I actually wrote quite a lot of notes for this. Um, <laughs> amazingly. I was, I was designing myself I, some tattoos, actually, throughout this episode. Normally when I write my notes, I kind of just write a little synopsis of what happened to remind myself, some quotes and stuff like that. This I was more writing like a commentary of the episode than actual <laughs> synopsis of what was happening because there was some very funny stuff going on here. But we should start with the flashback. Like this, <laughs> this is worse than the drugs. This is worse than Nathan Fillion. It's the worst. Um, it is the worst. Full stop. It, it is. It's worse than you all, everybody. Yes. And you know my feeling on that. <laughs> so, uh, so we get off to a good start because Jack's on vacation. We already know it's going to be a good one. Um, I don't know if we quite know the timeline of this, but I'm guessing it could be after Jack and his dad had the falling out with Christian getting fired. But Jack's on vacation in Thailand. We have a terrible kid coming up. Dr. Jack! Dr. Jack! <laughs> Do you want a soda, Dr. Jack? Um, oh, my God. Jack is just... The, he's a stereotype here of, like, the white doctor, rich man who, like, goes to Thailand and is just finding himself. and oh, um, Hooking up with lady boys. <laughs> you know it's going to be a good flashback when, you, when we get to watch Jack trying to fly a kite. <laughs> we finally got the backstory. <laughs> Behind the kite. Um, but it turns out Jack can't fly a kite, so that's quite thrilling, actually. He gets a mildly um, flirt over not being able to fly a kite. Yeah, I've, I've written here some mild kite flirting. Um, <laughs> there's no dialogue, it's just uh, facial kite flirting. And we meet Achara. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, <laughs> it's funny because this episode kind of has two of the worst characters to ever appear on the show. <laughs> we'll get we'll get to the other one, but is Achara like bottom five? Like e even Susan Lloyd, we 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 had some things to hate about her, but <laughs> she gave birth Achara, to we Walt. Hate for no reason. <laughs> yeah, like is is she a bottom five character, Achara? Uh, yes. <laughs> she's just oh like who is she like why uh. is she on this beach and it's like ooh attractive white man flying kite I'm gonna go mildly flirt kites? with you I have a thing for kites um I love that she says you're not from around here are you <laughs> nah have you like seen that's Sean the opposite Connery, that was in America face <laughs> Like, oh my god. Uh, but we're, we're in Phuket. Uh, much easier to make Hawaii into Phuket than into, like... Uh, Antarctica. Well, yeah, the many places they've been in lost. But, yeah, we're in Thailand. Uh, you're not from around here, are you? Uh, next, Jack's at lunch. Oh, wonder what will happen now. That's interesting. <laughs> um, interesting food for him. Uh, Achara's brother is a waiter. Jack says, I'm a very likable guy, which is... 
quite a funny quote from Jack because he's very unlikable <laughs> in this episode. Um, I know that you like Jack and a lot of people do like Jack, but this episode he's highly unlikable. Um, yeah. There's some more discussions about kites. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it should oh be a clear God. flashback. Want to see me fly my kite? Yeah. The thing is, there's a Claire one coming up in, like, two episodes that is better than this. <laughs> and Christian Shepard's in it. <laughs> um, That's me father. And then Achara says, Jack, I have no interest in your father. <laughs> um, which I don't know why I found that very funny. Dick Achara, like, mid-conversation. Like, imagine that. You just meet some <laughs> random person, like, oh, hey, I'll just tell you about me. I don't care about your dad. <laughs> Bad first date uh, etiquette, I would say, for Machara. <laughs> but maybe that's a Thai thing. Um, she says, you're in Phuket to find yourself. Uh, and then Achara's got given an envelope full of money, I think. And we, she says, I have a gift. Are they implying that she's a prostitute? Oh, is that what this so. episode is trying to imply? That's what I, I mean. Like, I would I easily imply that. And I think kind of... And I'm not trying to be negative against Phuket or Thailand, but I mean, I think it's like one of the highest, if not the highest, rate of like sex tourism in the world. So um, I think that's you know easily implied. I mean, I when I went to Thailand, like the amount of things you see, which are clearly directed at Western tourists, it's sort of you know, hey, happy ending, come along here. Like, can't really avoid it. Is that a pun? Um, yes, let's say it is. Come along here. <laughs> Oh, yes, that's exactly, yep, you're right, you caught me there. It's one of my good oh, that jokes. Was a, uh, uh, that was a Ben joke. <laughs> Gross. That's what they said in time. Um, they kicked me out of the country. <laughs> Never come back to this country! Leave this country! <laughs> Unhappy endings yeah. for Ben. It's, it's actually, it's actually um, a Phuket tradition. Just as you're leaving, they bash you on a beach and tell you to never come back. Like, it's actually true. <laughs> it's very well portrayed in this episode. And they actually call everyone Dr. Jack. They do. Yeah, they do. <laughs> Dr. Jack, Dr. Jack. <laughs> it's actually a Thai word for white arsehole. Yeah, exactly. Dr. Jack. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but no need for sex tourism for Jack because he's in. <laughs> Next, we see Jack and Achara is coming in for some fun. And <laughs> we learn that Achara tastes salty. Oh. Um, I've just hidden, written here with five explanation marks. So awkward and gross. <laughs> Just that line this from Jack be... that when he's like washing the day off Salty. you, huh? <laughs> like it's like, uh, oh my god, this Jack has to be the most awkward, worst sex scene in the show, sure. And she looks like she's such a terrible kisser. Like I had a friend who <laughs> you'd watch a TV show and she would always judge, like, oh, he looks like he'd be a good kisser. Oh, she's pretty bad at kissing, and I've never been able to really pick it up on it. But she like opens a whole mouth and kind of puts it over the nose, like you know, in Kath and Kim. <laughs> when they do that joke when, like, Kel and Kath go to kiss each other and they kind of have that open-mouth fish, like, gaping hole. That's how she kisses. Like, she's giving him mouth-to-mouth, not kissing him. Yeah. This whole scene is just... uh, (laughs) Like, Jack is just so... Oh, like... This is Jackity's ultimate low, I think. (laughs) Like, the, the, the bearded Jack is better than this, I think. Um, what about Jack with bangs? <laughs> oh, definitely. <laughs> um, 
Jack wants to know more about her, so it turns out he doesn't actually know anything. Uh, and then, are you having fun with me, Jack? <laughs> and they fall on the ground, and it's just, oh, Achara sucks, and Jack sucks, and this is gross and weird. Um, bring back the bear cage. That's much better. Um, so, in true Jack fashion, I wouldn't expect anything less. We got some stalking. Which it's been a, like it's, I can't believe we got halfway through the episode without any Jack stalking in a flashback uh, and drinking from a paper bag. <laughs> I don't know why he's doing that. We're in like Phuket. I'm sure it's fine to drink on the streets. Um, and Jack follows her to her workplace, and we learn she shouldn't be here. And <gasps> plot twist: it's a tattoo parlor. <laughs> uh, Jack says that was your big secret. <laughs> Glad we found that out. Oh, I hope they did a, like a uh, special webisode of this, like uncoding the mysteries of Lost. What does it all mean? Uh, and we let. I'm not a tattoo artist. I can see who people are. <laughs> my work is not decoration. It is definition. <laughs> it is my gift. <laughs> what? <It's> no sense. <laughs> like, is she supposed to be a psychic or like what? Like. It falls into such a trap of this kind of Asian, like, mysticism type thing. It's just, it's terrible. Um, So Jack, of course, wants to know who he is. uh, uh, And then uh, we need to start a tally because Jack keeps getting very grabby in these episodes. Keeps thinking she's a bus He, like, full on, yeah, like, he's done it with Kate. He's full on, like, grabbing a Chara bashing her up against the wall. Uh, she says, you are a leader, a great man, but this makes you lonely and frightened. Uh, and then, tattoo that on me! <laughs> I, what? Why? No, this is against my people. There will be consequences, Jack. Do it! <laughs> so, so she gives Jack the tattoo. Why does he want the tattoo? I, why is it against her people to tattoo a white man? Oh, God. And then back to the kite, of course. Um, Soda Boy is running away this time, so I guess word is spread. And some guys come and beat up Jack. It's the end of the flashback. <laughs> oh, my God. It makes this no sense. This is embarrassing. No sense. <laughs> Yeah, like, I thought maybe I'd come in and I'd try and defend the episode a little bit, try and look at the positive. No. <laughs> now, now, Noah, I got told off on um, our third watch one for a very bad episode. And, you know, oh, it's unfair to, to go off with an episode because there were writers involved in this who worked very hard oh. to write this episode and the production crew gave countless hours and the actors put their all into it. I'm sorry, but, like, when you give me shit like this, like, I don't care how hard they work. Like, I work hard in my job, but I have shit days and I do shit in my job. You work hard, I'm sure you do shit. Like, everyone has shit off days where they don't do their best. And at least if you're a TV writer, you've got evidence, and this is what happens. So, yeah. yeah. They've admitted that to themselves. Um, Paris Barclay, the director, uh, he has a large collection of baseball caps. No. Oh. Okay. <laughs> That's uh, good to know. I guess we should... Let's have a look at uh, Achara. Um, not many... Not as many theories as you think. I do I do like the trivia here, though, when it's got 
In the May 11, 2007 Lost podcast, uh-huh. Damon Lindelof and Carlton Cuse joked that the shark swam all the way to Thailand and forced it to give Dharma tattoo or it would bite her head off. Um, <laughs> yeah. That is very funny. Um, Thai boy. There's theories for Thai boy. Oh! Is it Ryan? <laughs> is, is Ryan the Thai boy? Here's the... Oh, two theories. Oh! Uh, he, he is a Chet and Achara's little brother. Oh... <laughs> I hope we get the flashback explaining that. Um, Indiana Jones has an Asian boy as a psychic. Oh, God, he has a name. <laughs> <laughs> Racist long <laughs> I love short round. He's great. <laughs> has a psychic in Temple of Doom that shouts Dr. Jones in a similar way to the Thai boy's Dr. Jack. That's not a... <laughs> oh, my God. What about the little uh, the one in what I always forget the is it Man with the Golden Gun? No, the the James Bond one where he oh, yeah. hits the boy off the boat. Yeah, if only that happened now. <laughs> we should, we need to do Temple of Doom. It's my favorite Indiana Jones. I'm a, I'm a Last Crusade man. I like them all except for the most recent. I haven't one. seen that since I saw it at the movies. Um, so Neither did I. And about I ten years won't. since I've seen it, so. Uh, Achara tells Jack that he's a leader and a great man. This tells us that Jack will be the one to replace Jacob. Oh. Here's a theory. Achara was meant to have a bigger role, (laughs) but ultimately this fell through, leaving the episode seeming a little pointless due to potential abandoned (laughs) storyline. No. (laughs) That is a terrible theory, and is not true. Um, Yeah. What else can we really say? Thai man. Yeah, I looked that one up. There's no series on him, though. Seen in the Thai restaurant. (laughs) Yeah. And, like, so... Okay. But there's another thing, too. Where's our second Jack tattoo flashback episode? Because he has a bigger tattoo above all those little symbols. Yeah, I noticed that this episode. I'm like... Did he then, like... Did he then go and get some more tattoos around that? Like, what happened? We need to know, goddammit. I just, I still don't understand why he would get kicked out of Thailand if what Isabel says it means is true. Like, it's stupid. I don't understand why he would yell at Achara and say, Tattoo me! <laughs> and, like, and don't give me the whole, like, he was grieving or, like... He was sad because he fell out with his dad or something. No. But at the end of the day, too, like, that's her job as a tattoo artist. Like, no, I can't. Like, like, does this happen to every single, like, white man who comes to Thailand and sleeps with a chara? Like, they just get a tattoo just so her brothers can, like, bash him and, leave this country! You must never return! That's... I... I'm not against getting a tattoo one day, but I would have to think... A lot about what I want. Jack's just tattoo it, do it. Maybe, he, maybe he's just trying to like be a yes man and YOLO his life. That's why he's in Thailand. <laughs> I'm very much a ta- like. I definitely want tattoos, but um, yeah, I wouldn't just randomly go into a tattoo parlor. Oh, fucking put this on me! Like, no, I know what I want and where I well, maybe not where I want it. But yeah. what do you want? Uh, I've always wanted the Ferrari logo on me. Okay, moving on. Um, <laughs> you asked? <laughs> you should get Jack's tattoo. <laughs> you should get a tattoo of Jack. <laughs> Which lost character? Of I Jack. want Gummy Joe. 
<laughs> oh, there's definitely someone with a Jack tattoo. I want, I want a, a Ryan tattoo. Um, Jack lost uh, tattoo. Uh, a Hurley one would be good. <laughs> Just saying, dude. <laughs> yeah, that would be good. Uh, anything to add on the flashback? Uh, uh, no. Like, can we move on from it? Can we? Like, not the, not the island stuff's even that much better, but I mean, you know. No. <laughs> um, I think we can break these into two again, as we've been doing for some of these episodes. Um, so maybe we can just quickly go through the Kate and Sawyer stuff, which oh, is not good. That somehow that's manages to be bad. the best thing of the episode. Is this like the thing is? Oh, it's terrible. It's the worst. The best part of the episode, and it's terrible. Can I just say, like, I I've tended to try and be a Kate defender throughout this show because I yeah, like. But what's Kate. up with her this She's episode? She's terrible this episode. Eventually, <laughs> Lily didn't take her acting lessons this week. <laughs> I think she knew the legacy of this episode. Yeah, she phoned this in <laughs> something chronic, did she not? <laughs> we, uh, have back, back, we have to go back, Sawyer. We have to go back. Josh Holloway gives the best performance of the episode, and even he's not on his game. <laughs> the best bit of this entire episode is him singing, Show me the way to go home. He's a yeah. decent, decent singer, too. Well, speaking of that, uh, Sawyer and Kate are on the boat, and Sawyer is singing, and then we do get Kate, We have to go back! <laughs> we have to go back! Um, and then they argue, and Kate... I get that they've left Jack, but she is just so miserable in this episode. Like Sawyer is not being unreasonable in this episode. Like maybe letting Carl go was a mistake, but like she also chose to leave. Um, I love that Sawyer calls Ben Captain Bunny Killer. Yeah. <laughs> Probably the only good thing of this episode, uh, and then. Okay, Sawyer is pretty good because uh, then Carl wakes up and he says, "God loves you as He loved Jacob." <laughs> so, okay, thanks for the input. <laughs> it was quite good. Uh, I said that Carl was going to be the new boon, uh, and that we were going to be the podcast to defend him. That's going to be very difficult. Yeah, <laughs> we literally get like <laughs> soppy bullshit this week. Of we used to lay in the backyard and stare at stars and make Why up names. Why is he in the episode? <laughs> Why did they even have the plot line that he comes with them if they, he, they're just going to let him go straight away in the next episode? Because he got to be in the next episode and the actor who played him is the next big thing. I can't give you an answer. <laughs> um... I just written Kate's being annoying. Sawyer has a weird haircut. <laughs> um, they, they make a they make camp. Uh, Carl tells them that you shouldn't fight, which I don't know why he wants to break up Kate and Sawyer fighting. Um, and then Carl tells them that the others live on the main island, which coincidentally Jack also learns in this episode. So. Oh. Finally, they've just decided to tell everyone that they live on the main island. That's uh, very convenient. Um, and he says that they gave the kids a better life, the ones that were kidnapped. And then, as you mentioned, him and Alex would make up names for the constellation. <laughs> oh, my God. If you look up there, there's this one. And then Sawyer. Sawyer is pretty good this episode. You have backyards? <laughs> well, ain't that quaint. <laughs> Why do we need the plot line of... I, 
like Carl and Alex making up names for constellation. Like, there's some bad love stories, like Saeed and Shannon. <laughs> Does anyone care about? At least Naveen Andrews cared about that one. Does anyone care about the Alex Carl storyline? I I don't think so. I mean, this is this is he like the Anakin Skywalker of Lost? Because it is very. You know, it's coarse, it's rough, it's irritating, it gets everywhere line, I feel. I could hear him saying that. Yeah. Yeah, it is a bit like that. uh, Later they wake up and Carl is gone. (laughs) Not too far, he's just sobbing in the bushes. (laughs) (laughs) And then, Sawyer, oh, this episode, there's some good stuff going on here. Sawyer and Kate, they're arguing about who will talk to Carl. That classic debate in Lost. Um, <laughs> top 10. Top Sawyer, 10 debate of Lost. <laughs> my favourite part of the episode is Sawyer comes and punches Carl. <laughs> I'm surprised he never punched Boone, although I think he did at one point. I just love the, the conversation he has when it's like, I've had a lot of girls, you know, some stick by you and you meet girls. I know some we- you would have named dumb constellations with. <laughs> just shitting on Carl and Alex there. <laughs> Um, we know Sawyer because we've looked at the Lostpedia sex article. Um, but what does Carl say? I am tough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is the Anakin Skywalker. I hate them. I hate all of them. I hate all of them. <laughs> the women and the children. <laughs> Obi Wan is holding me back. Uh, Alex is holding me back. Uh, Sawyer gives Carl a talk. Uh, I I love uh, when I'm reading this. Suddenly, like Sawyer is quite good this episode. There's lots of Sawyer stuff because he says, "So this girl, Sally Slingshot, <laughs> Alex, <laughs> her name is Alex." <laughs> oh, sorry. He is the female. Um, He's a male Claire. <laughs> he did go to the Emily Duravan yes, School of Acting. He really did, <laughs> and he failed. He did, yes. Uh, but when you fail the Emily Duravan School of Acting, you still pass. You get a role as another. Yeah. Nikki passed, so she got to be a survivor. <laughs> Carl got other. Um, and then Sawyer tells Carl to leave and go back and get her, which. All right, Kate is very annoying in this episode, but she's got a point. I, it doesn't make any sense to let Carl go because um, he can lead them back to them. But maybe it is a good thing because then the others won't come to the camp and attack them again to get Carl. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't care enough to really have an opinion. Like, it's just... It's just... <laughs> <laughs> it's just dumb. I'm trying to make some worth of this episode. <laughs> um, so Kate is annoyed that Sawyer let him go. Uh, then Sawyer tells Kate that she feels guilty for banging him uh, and that that she only banged him because she thought he was going to die, which when you put it like that, it makes it sound like a total bitch. But, <laughs> um yeah, if you, if you knew Josh Holloway was going to die, would you bang him? Of course I would. Any sane human being would. <laughs> yeah. So that's Sawyer and Kate 
we made fun of it, but it's the best part of the episode. Um, yeah, the one, the one thing, though, like, the sweet moment after the bear cage sex when kind of, you know, he's like, oh, so when you said you love me, did you only just say it, you know, because you thought I was going to die and she doesn't say anything, and then he's just like, I love you too. It's kind of like, what is wrong with you, Kate? Like, that's your moment right there where you just say yeah. uh, that I only did it because I thought you were going to die. Um, and now you're thinking you're losing Jack. Like, oh my God, Kate, come on. <laughs> Kate is losing all her men. Like, yes. Season two, she had like eight of them. Yeah, it was like an octagon at that point now. We're just like, Jesus, she's only going to have freaking, I don't know, who's going to be left? <laughs> no one. Paolo. Steve or, you know, whichever one it was that didn't die. <laughs> she's moved on to Rousseau next yeah. week. <laughs> well, there's something I'd watch. <laughs> Where was that flashback? That's how she became the wasp. Um, <laughs> uh, so let's move on to the main Jack stuff, if we must. Um, so he's back in the cell. <laughs> we had two episodes away from that, but we're back. The people who missed the cages. Uh, Tom comes in. After Ever since we talked about Tom having a crush on Jack, that's all I can think about when those two have a scene together. <laughs> Uh, one thing I can say about this episode, lots of MC Ganey. We yeah. love MC Ganey. Uh, so that's good. Download out Filling MC the Ganey and interview on available via our podcast. I don't think we talked about this episode. No. Can we go back? We've got to go back, MC. <laughs> um, so Jack thinks they're going to kill him. I've just written Tom has a crush. <laughs> <laughs> they, they cuff Jack. Oh, I bet. Uh, yeah, he does have a he does have a crush. You are my type. <laughs> um, and then they pass, and Juliet is also cast. Like lots of convenient passing at this point, because then is Isabel, who we'll get to. Oh my god! Um, I've written. We see. We meet Isabel, who already looks annoying <laughs> without saying anything. Is this the only um, episode she's ever in? Yes. Wow. Okay. I was wondering why I didn't we have much learned, of a memory of her. <laughs> we never learned the fate of Isabel. We learned the fate of all the other others, but we never learned the fate of Isabel. Oh. Um, well, we may as well talk about her. Who is she? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, it, it's very funny that they have Achara and Isabel in the same episode because these are two of the worst characters to ever appear in Lost. I... Because, I, again, that's why I asked, like, is this the only one she's ever been in? Because I'm, like, racking my brain going, like, does she come back? Like, do we get a thing? And, like, they've got a freaking court system on this island that, you know, like, even their boardroom has, like, the logo in it. Like, it's... it's I'm like, what? Like... <laughs> But but here's the thing, if they're going to do a filler episode, they could have done an episode kind of giving us some more insight into the others, mm. but I feel like they kind of just dangle this, like, they kind of mention that there's like a thing going on, and that they've got some rituals, but they don't really actually say anything, they just kind of mention it, they could have shown us some stuff, like, they could have done an episode that really delved into kind of the everyday life of the others. Mm. Like, we, we get to the branding thing later. Like, this was their opportunity, like, to not necessarily give us answers, but to just flesh out this world, because they never really do that with the others beyond what we know at this point. 
Um, and I, I think the kind of the others having a sort of sheriff thing, that can be kind of a cool plot line. I'm not against that. Uh, I, I'm not anti-sheriff. I'm anti-bad. Um, <laughs> I think that could be a cool thing, the whole, like, law system and that they, they can't kill another one of each other and stuff like that. My big problem is Isabel is terrible. Mm. It's, like... She's off something too, isn't she? I swear I've seen her in other things before. I don't know. Nathan Fillion's, like, wife or something. TV's Diana Scarwid. Ah, the esteemed, the female Nathan Fillion. She looks so annoying. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she is the eighth actor to appear in Lost and Prison Break. Oh, right. Okay. Um, she was in... Uh, Psycho 3. <laughs> uh, the nineteen ninety six TV shows, including Law and Order. <laughs> she was in the 1996 film Bastard Out of Carolina. Um, yep. Oh, yeah. I remember that one. I'll recap. Surely she was in Murphy Brown. Come on, this woman had to be in Murphy Brown. She's... Oh, oh I'll be... She's not. Seriously. Come on. That's upset. Oh, she was in Criminal Minds. Of course she was. Uh, she was in Cold Case. Um, Law and Order. <laughs> I SVU. think the answer is, then, no, she's not in something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, it's just, it's just, yeah, I'm with you. Like, I think it would be interesting to kind of have this whole situation around, like, having them have a law and things like that. Because it, it is kind of interesting to sort of hear and see what that's going to imply, but then just it just it's not there anymore. It's like, cool, we dangle this in front of your face, but let's go do something else. So, yeah, it's just it's just strange. And, yeah, I don't know. I think she's just the epitome. All- Who is she? <laughs> yeah, she's just got a very annoying face. <laughs> she's so monotone. Again, having the sheriff and, and court thing can be cool, but... Have a character that comes back. Most of the others appear in more than one episode. Like mm. even Aldo, for God's sake, comes back in season six. Like, like we don't know whatever happens to Isabel, um, and we'll get to uh, uh, Harper Stanhope in the other woman, my favourite episode, <laughs> who is also a one-time other, who is also terrible. So. In one way, I can see why they didn't bring Isabel back, but because she sucks. But they could have made a great character and had that as a recurring character. And the other thing is, I know I'm jumping ahead, but we don't actually get to see the courtroom. We get to peek in the door. Like the the episode, they could have done like a a twelve angry men kind of thing going on, like some sort of others courtroom drama episode. That could have been really unique and different. We don't get to see that. In a criminal justice system, these are their crimes. Dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> Lost SVU. Cool. <laughs> like, don't you think like a unique episode, like a filler episode, just explaining more about the others and yeah. we get to and Tom's there and we can have uh Ryan there and we can have Aldo there and Alex there and we can uh, kind of have this congregation of the others and they can have this court thing against Juliet and make it a Juliet episode. I know she'd just have one and that's not how it works, but like this could have been cool. The courtroom thing and the sheriff character. We don't see any of that. We get Jack in the bear cage. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Um, I and and the thing too going on the one time thing is like they they paint her out to kind of be like such a big deal because it's like oh the sheriff's in town like you know and it's kind of okay and this is somebody that is there to you know implement laws in in the the others world but like it's yeah it's kind of if this is a thing like we want to know about this because it's not like this is not going to have other you know others kill others at some point don't they like this isn't the only time others kill others right. Yeah, well, there's some interesting stuff going on about the eye for the eye, eye for an eye type thing, and that others can't kill others. The thing is, we know pretty much everything about our camp, and we're going to get stuff about Dharma later. This is the season. Season three, after two seasons of having them in the background, season three is the season to learn about the others. Like we, This is the chance to give us some new things in this show, and... They just don't, and I like next week. We'll get into that when we get to it, but there's just a lot of things this season could do, but instead just spins its wheels and doesn't do those things and doesn't give us new things. Um, I'm just looking here. <laughs> so we, we, despite building her up so much, we never see her again, but then in DVD commentary, Damon and Carlton say, Oh, yeah, there's still a group moving towards the temple, but Tom is dead, Isabel is dead, Price is dead. <laughs> so he says that she's dead, but we never see it, which is rare for this show to just do something like that. Like, other network shows might do something like that where it's just a off-screen death, but this is never mentioned again. She's, she's, just, she's just dead. She fell off a cliff doing a poo. Yeah, so she's terrible. The actor is not great. She's so monotone. There's a there's a theories page for Isabel. Oh god! When you click on it, there's nothing. <laughs> kind of like, like there's Isabel. A page. <laughs> uh, like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if someone's taken it out or. Oh, there was some in- wiki activity a day ago by Mr. Locke is a warrior. No, Mr. Locke is a warrior. Let's get him on the show. He's back. He's back. Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah, he, one day ago, he edited the wiki. Uh, yeah, so that's Isabel. There's not much more we can add, but yeah, already looking annoying as I wrote. Uh, <laughs> now Jack's in the bear cages. <laughs> Sawyer and Kate got out? Well, let's put Jack in. Um, Juliet normally grilled the sandwiches. <laughs> that, um, is such, that is, the I think, the first time I've ever legitimately, like, thought of that from your perspective. And, like, actually going, holy crap, Jack, shut up. Like... <laughs> <laughs> that is almost a... Uh, Anakin Skywalker yes. thing. I hate them! They're um, not grilled! <laughs> 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 Jack is very aggro this week. Um, we learn Isabel is the sheriff. Uh, I just wrote here, Mr. Friendly wants some bear cage sex. Um, that's why you put Jack in the cage. He saw, well, when people are in the cages, that's what they get up to. Um, they get in the cage. Jack's trying to get a fish biscuit. <laughs> that's a new storyline. Uh, That's what his other tattoo is of, that extra one. It's a fish fish biscuit. (laughs) Juliet shows up and says that Ben's wounds are infected, but Jack won't help. This is the one thing I kind of agree on, Jack. Like, why at this point would he help? 
Mm. Like they're not letting him go. What is his advantage of helping? He would get a grilled sandwich. <laughs> well, he does. So. But Juliet is asking for help as a personal favor, and at this point, Jack doesn't know that Danny was killed. Uh, but I'm not going to help you. Um, so later that night, Isabel shows up. She's speaking another language. Oh, what are you doing? Oh, I was just reading your tattoos. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> That's an Anakin Skywalker line. <laughs> she, she finds the Chinese ironic. I find this episode ironic. <laughs> Do you know what it says? Yes, I know what it says. <laughs> Um, it's a very good hello, Jack impersonation. <laughs> I would like to ask you some questions. Um, so they take Jack, they pass Alex. Lots of passing people in yeah. this episode. It's, it's, it's a metaphor for the episode because it feels like you're passing something through your system. Yeah. Uh, Juliet's in the interrogation room. Most of the others don't like coming to Hydra Island, we learn. Uh, and then Jack covers for Juliet, says he was lying, but they don't believe him. Then he's back in the cage, and then some people are looking at him when he wakes up. Ah, who's here? It's TV's Kimberly hey! Joseph. Ah! Best part of the episode. What a shocker. Yeah, TV's Kimberly Joseph. Were you expecting that? He's back. No. <laughs> That is the biggest plot twist of this whole episode. It's Kimberly Joseph, she's but back. This is this is what I'm talking about. It could have been a Cindy episode. Yes. Bring her back. And we could have seen from, from the moment she was kidnapped what happened to kind of... We could have seen maybe they put her in Room 23 and they brainwash her. They could have explained that. That could have been an answer to Room 20. We could have seen her get together with the kids and her becoming like their mother... We could have seen like the integration process of going from a survivor to being kidnapped to becoming an other. We could have seen that progression in a flash. This could have been a great Cindy episode, which could have, A, fleshed out the other's universe, B, given us some new information about a character who's been there since season one, and C, kind of give us some answers without overtly giving us some answers, just kind of fleshing some stuff out. Tell me that wouldn't have been much better. Yeah, no, I agree. And is this, this is the first time we've seen her in a long time too, isn't it? Since she was kidnapped wow. at the end. The, yeah. yeah. Um, I think it's kind of cool. Like, it's a bit random. Like, let's just have her because she was there in the pilot with Jack. But it's quite cool to check back in with her, I think. I like that she's in the show throughout the whole season. But poor, poor TV's Kimberly Joseph getting yelled at by Jack. Jack, I think this is the most ape shit out of any character Jack's ever yelled at. More so than Ben. So, uh, you said you'd give me Jack some more vodka. Still have a very strong drink. <laughs> uh, what I don't get is they've all come to Hydra Island for the the trial, but the trial is in this tiny little room that we see later. And B, why are they just standing there at Jack's cage waiting him for him to wake up? And he's so not going like, to the trial. The way he even just like, he's like, what are you looking at? <laughs> well, Jack is an asshole this episode, but I kind of agree with him. Like, yeah. why are they just standing there? If they're off to see the trial, why are they here? 
Where's our lost uh, musical episode? We're off to see the trial, the trial of Dharma. Is this imply? I don't know if this is imply, like who are these? Who, who are, are these they? others? Are they plane crash survivors or are they like? And we see the kids, of course, um, Zach and Emma. I do like the kind of moment where Emma's whispering and uh, Kimberly Joseph says, "Oh, they want to know about Anna Lucia." Mm. That's quite. A, that's probably the best moment of this episode because that really ticks Jack off, rightfully so. Like, uh, tell us about Anna Lucia. Um, but again, this is these people are fully integrated into the others now. Like, this would have been such a fascinating plotline to look at as a flashback. Like, bring her in as a guest star for one episode. So yeah, they want to know about Anna Lucia. It's kind of nice to bring that line in because obviously we know what happened, but they don't know what's happened to Anna, and that makes Jack very angry because really it's the other's fault, along with Michael, that Anna is dead. Um, don't care about Libby. <laughs> or yeah, Echo. Poor or Libby, Echo, everyone else. Well, I mean, let's be honest, no one cares about Echo. He's just dead and he's gone. <laughs> I, they should have had the line... She wants to know how Bernard is doing. Yeah. Like, that would have been much more wholesome. Um, yeah, so Jack just absolutely... If you've got something to watch, Cindy, go and watch it! Like, complete... Uh, I was having a heart attack watching that. Like, he, why does he yell at her so much? Poor Cindy. <laughs> Hashtag justice for Cindy. Yeah, it's a bit for long. Like, he never yelled at anyone ever again this much. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that happens. It's quite a cool moment to bring her back and the kids, but it's a bit random. Uh, Alex comes, destroys the camera, wants to know why Jack saved Ben. Answer my question. Well, answer my question first. And then Jack asks three questions. Uh, we learn that they're going to read Juliet's verdict, which, again, we could have seen the trial. We're pretty strict about killing one of our own. Um, so they have a prison break out of the cage. I thought they broke this lock anyway. Yeah. I thought Kate broke it. Um, a lot of different locks they can do on the island and the main lock, but he's somewhere else. But anyway. So they run into the ER. Uh, <laughs> Jack, I love this moment. I wouldn't do that. And then he like pushes this poor other doctor. <laughs> Out of the way. It was quite funny. Um, who is that guy? Yeah, who is the other doctor? Like, why was he not there when they needed surgery before? <laughs> um, Jack, Dick Jack. I'd be much more impressed with you if you had a good surgeon. And then I like this moment. His name was Ethan. Mm. It's it's sad that the best moments of this episode are when they're just mentioning dead characters from good episodes. <laughs> There's literally a deleted scene of just Ben sitting there going, Echo. Boone, <laughs> Shannon, oh, Joanna. <laughs> a photo. <laughs> honestly, honestly, I think this would have been better if this was a clip show. This episode, <laughs> I think that would have been better. Um, and then Jack will help Ben if he stops Juliet getting executed. But we know they are already in the meeting, and Isabel doesn't have a walkie. Oh no. <laughs> uh, then Alex goes into the meeting but again we don't actually get to see it and apparently all the others are crowded into that room I guess uh, Tom's happy to see Jack <laughs> oh you came um, did you get my note 
And then, again, Juliet will not be executed, but she'll be marked. <laughs> again, I'm not against this. This is like fleshing out of the others. But we don't know what marked is. Like, that symbol, like, this was a chance to kind of show us more of their culture, but instead we're just left going, huh, what, marked? Um, so, oh, what a relief. Julia is not going to be killed. No, oh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Um, so later, Juliet's free. They, she brings her food. You get some mild sandwich flirting. Um, then like show me the really... mark. <laughs> <laughs> so Juliet's got her own tramp stamp tattoo now. Um, Everyone's getting one. <laughs> and then some, some weird aloe, like Jack getting horny with the aloe. <laughs> <laughs> Let me put some aloe on you. Mm. That was weird. Jack is really gross in this episode. Um... Then uh, we, we're going to leave Hydra Island. We're going to the main island. So everyone's leaving now, finally. So we're on the beach. We're going to leave. Isabel, annoying Isabel, comes up. He walks among us, but he is not one of us. What? It's what your tattoos say. And then Jack, it's what they say. Not what they mean. <laughs> <laughs> Which, what is quite funny is, if you look at the, uh, the trivia on this episode... That's not actually what the tattoos say. <laughs> so they'd had the entire episode about the tattoos. But actually the tattoos say Eagle High Cleaving Sky. <laughs> and that's why he got kicked out of Thailand. Eagle High, <laughs> get out of our country, you racist. <laughs> so I love that they went to the whole length of having an episode about the tattoos. And then the tattoos don't actually mean what they mean. And who is Isabel with this Chinese reading and Chinese is a very complicated language and tattoo knowledge and what? Like, she's the sheriff, but we don't actually see her do her job. Um, again, missed opportunity with the other's sheriff. Bring back Richard. Um, bring Ethan back from life, back to life. That would be more believable than Ryan. Isabel. Yeah. Um, so that's what they see. It's not what they mean. And then later at night, we get some like Titanic thing with Jack and Juliet on the boat. And this is so cringy with like Carl looking up at the constellations, and then we zoom back down. Alex is in her backyard looking at the constellations, and Jack and Juliet are on the boat. Oh my gosh! Are we? This has to be the worst ending of an episode ever. I would agree with that. Um, just like I feel like we've just stepped into like a shitty episode of Grey's Anatomy, which is every episode of Grey's Anatomy or something like that. Like it just makes no sense. Yeah, and it does. It that... feels like very networky. Yeah, and we've got that like really like that music, like that really like ding ding ding. It's like oh my god, don't use that good music on this scene. <laughs> yeah, don't waste. <laughs> Literally, the only good thing about this episode is Giacchino's score. Mm. Everything else is just. Terrible. And the fact that um, um, it's... No, actually, it's not even a good fact that it's an episode of Lost. Moving on. <laughs> well, the thing is, most bad episodes of Lost, most... Oh, I wouldn't say bad, but most of the kind of meh episodes of Lost, bar maybe the bottom, like, ten, are better than, like, a lot of decent episodes of, like, re- mediocre shows, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. Um, but this... This is worse than most TV episodes. <laughs> uh, it's not good. 
Um, it just has the feel of... Lost was distinguished because the writing felt good. It didn't feel like a TV show a lot of the time. You know what I mean? When a lot of TV shows feel like they've been written by American staff mm-hmm. writers and it just feels very much like a TV show. Lost often gets away with, as we've said, feeling like a cable show. But uh, this one, yeah. Um, but we got through it. It's kind of weird. We've talked so much about it and it's infamous as the worst episode of Lost. I think it's fair. <laughs> That's a fair assessment. Um but it's over. It's kind of crazy that we've been and gone and we're almost at the halfway point of the entire show. Um, yeah, so this episode, this is the last Jack flashback episode. Oh, is it really? Oh. Like, from then on, it's flash forwards and sideways and other weird stuff. So, gone out with a whimper, not a bang. Um... The tattoo is real, owned by actor Matthew Fox. Oh, is it, is it owned? owned? Oh, okay. I thought he might have rented it. Uh, what? This, this, uh, there are several references to stars. Like, what? Um, Isabel does a subtle version of the Namaste bow. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, Jack's Kate? Uh, Jack's kite? was designed by Butua Huang. Ah, yes. The I thought it was one of his. Um, or hers. Theirs. Damon said that this is the least effort, favourite episode for fans, but he hates Homecoming more. Uh, he said, The episode brings up most is Stranger in the Strange Land. Uh, I feel like it's unfair to bag on that episode. <laughs> no, it's not. Statement. Am I a huge fan of it? No, but at the same time, there were so many different circumstances that the episode needed to be written. So many ideas that didn't work. The fact that it coalesced, there were bad casting decisions made. Yep. Mm-hmm. There was a bad, bad premise decision made. Yep. There was a bad flashback story. Yep. Just to, everything that could go wrong did. Yep. But I don't think it was the script that was terrible. No, no. The script, we've pointed out like at least 10 bad lines in this episode. Um, I think it was flawed on every single le- level that an episode of Lost could be. <laughs> yes. Uh, on further reflection, this is what he said later. I'll admit the Stranger in the Strange Land was a little bit pitchy. <laughs> um, and then in 2014, Carlton Cuse said, "I think the episode where Jack gets his tattoos in Thailand is the worst. I think it's cringeworthy where he's flying the kite on the." It's not our finest hour. We used Matthew Fox's real tattoos. That's how desperate we were for flashback stories. I always appreciate when creators or writers or directors of shows later can admit flaws mm-hmm. in their work. I, I hate it when people will defend things to the bitter end. Like It's, it's kind of like when Pierce Brosnan rips on some of his James Bond movies and stuff like that. Like. It's just more cringeworthy if you're defending every single aspect that you ever did. Which I think, even going on what you know, you and I are doing with this and what we've done on the other shows, is that, like, yeah, Lost is always your favourite show, but you can tell when there's a bad episode and sort of yeah. that happens, like, in our third watch ones when going back to that criticism we got for bagging out a bad episode and people kind of, you know, trying to defend the episode. It's like, just because you love something doesn't mean you can't criticise something you love. Uh, I mean, nothing... In fact, if you criticise it, 
fairly, then it shows that you love it more. Yeah, and I think I think you're absolutely right. And no TV show is perfect. Um, and yeah, there are shows that maybe are close to being perfect. But Murphy Brown is perfect. well. Besides Murphy Brown, I mean, come on now. Like we all know where we're going. Manifest. Yeah, well, absolutely. Manifest. Um, gosh. Perfection. We don't want to review it because it's just too perfect. <laughs> We'd literally come on the episode and go, and this is another episode of Manifest. How great is it? Good. We yep, don't want go to review bye it. Bye. The... <laughs> we don't want to review it until we get confirmation of the renewal. <laughs> yes, which is never happening. Which by, by the time this airs, yeah. it will be cancelled. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's, it's, it's fair to criticise something which has its low points. So, you know. I, it doesn't I think... mean you're going to bag it out all the time. Like, uh, like something like Survivor, you should definitely criticise it. I feel like there's some fans who just paid on everything of it. Um, and people listening to Season 3 probably think we hate Lost. It's not. We're just in a rough period of the show, but I love this show. But And, you, and you you're going back to what you were see... saying, I think you would still watch this episode over probably an episode of Manifest. (laughs) (laughs) Here's a question for you. Is Stranger in a Strange Land better than the best episode of Manifest? I would honestly say yes, and yet I still keep watching fucking Manifest. Before you and I started recording this episode, I watched the latest episode of Manifest. (laughs) And it's terrible. I don't know why I'm still watching it. Did anything of note happen? The Was little the boy went missing better? and they found him because he drew pictures to help them find him and then some weird guy mm-hmm. landed in the snow and because somebody had a vision and then you found out the big plot twist that he went for a hike two weeks ago and it's been a year since he's been found so he's time-travelled and oh! <laughs> mm. Yep. Sounds good. I know. Yeah, so... um, That... I just think, like, I love Lost, but if you put Stranger in the Strange Land on the same pedestal as, like, Exodus or, like, The Constant or Flashes Before Your Eyes, like, you need to distinguish what worked and what didn't work in the show. Have you ever found, like, maybe is there one on IMDb, like, from a user review or something like that, that there's ever been a positive review for this episode? Oh, hang on, I'm going to see if there's... Yeah, one. I... I want to see like the def- the the one fan who's just adamant. Well, there are user reviews like, for this. Unfair. Um, user reviews the worst episode of Lost. Then there's somebody who's <laughs> given seven out of t- seven oh. out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Stranger in a Strange Land is a reasonable episode based on the past of Jack in Thailand and his passion for Achara. His recollection is triggered. My vote is seven. Um, <laughs> forgive the lame English, six out of ten, four out of ten, strange, and not in a good way. Um, <laughs> That's on your business card, isn't it? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah, see, there's not even the one fan. Seven mm. is the highest. There's not even that one fan. And they're not even defending the episode. Um, they're just telling you what happens in the episode. Thanks for that. <laughs> Uh, is there any questions other than what the hell happened here? <laughs> um, shall I just put that? Uh, what the hell happened here? Um, I don't think there's anything. Do we have any? Do we have the answer to why isn't Nathan filling in movies this week? Or well, 
We got the answer to why Matthew Fox is not in movies. I, I I have to laugh. Like I mean, when I've been flicking channels here on um one of the channels here in New Zealand. There was an ad this week, obviously, for the Nathan Fillion show, The Rookie. And just the way they advertise it, they're like, you saw him in Castle. Now you're going to see him on The Rookie. It's TV's Nathan Fillion. (laughs) (laughs) They they need to cross over with Manifest. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I don't think there's any answers. Did we ever say how did Jack get his tattoos? No, because no one ever... the history of lost fandom thought that was a question. Do you think Matthew um, Fox went to them this week, like one week, and was just like, "Hey, Damon and Carlton, just an idea for an episode. Like, see these really cool tattoos I've got on my arm. All the fans ask me about it. So, wouldn't it be really cool if maybe we included it, you know, like a flashback, and then that way, like, people could get an answer. It's like really creepy. They would love it. And then after the after he said that, he said. Looked at the writers and said, "If you've got something to write, <laughs> go and write it." And he went out and punched a bus driver. <laughs> so I'm going to bin this episode. What? Um, I had I was mulling over it this morning. Um, yeah, I've I've gone with a low bin. Oh, okay, interesting. Wasn't seeing that coming. Mm. Um, yeah, I might bin it too. Actually, might just you know. Oh, yeah. I might, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm, I act surprised, but based on some of your <laughs> past ones. Touche. Um, <laughs> I do have this at, I've ranked, of course, next week's episode, but I do have this at 59 out of 59. So, that Fire and Water has been removed as the worst episode of Lost, according to my ratings. Um, from my, like, four-year-old rankings, like, that was four years ago, I didn't get a four-year-old to rank... The episodes of Lost, but that could be an interesting episode. <laughs> so I would put this number one. <laughs> uh, I put it as the third worst episode of Lost. Oh, wow. But, I mean, I'm not going to argue with you. If you said, well, how could you put it as the third last I'd say, all right, we'll move it to the bottom. Then. <laughs> um, I actually put fire plus water lower because Charlie is just awful and it has you all, everybody's in it. <laughs> <laughs> but it makes no difference to me. Put fire plus water one step ahead. I don't care. Uh, and then there's another episode lower than those two. The other so woman. Let's see. It's, it is the other woman. Let's see if that holds up or not. You'll be uh, saying like, oh my God, I actually really enjoyed it this time around. I'm going to move that up. <laughs> I hope that happens. I mean, I don't want to dislike these episodes, <laughs> but this one is hard not to. So, uh, Gotta say, Ben, when we were getting to the most infamous episode of Lost, I thought it would have been more enjoyable to at least record, and that we would have made like made some fun out of it. But it, it, this episode is even a podcast fun crusher. It's kind of as lame as the episode itself. <laughs> yeah. Right, let's do the rankings. Our episode versus Stranger in a Strange Land versus the best episode of Manifest. Um, <laughs> Would oh, you we just review an episode the, of Manifest just for shits and gigs? Like we should just... the random Manifest of the week episode. <laughs> we should have done instead of releasing Stranger in a Strange Land, we should have just said it was Stranger in a Strange Land, but then just recorded a Manifest review. <laughs> oh, that would have that would have got us nominated for like a podcast award. But no one is listening, downloading this anyway. So. <laughs> yeah, we could be saying anything. 
Yeah. Weirdly enough, it's one of our least offensive episodes. I know. We've been pretty good this the week. The one good that job. no one's going to be listening. Quick, say something racist. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's your role. True. <laughs> um, yeah. If you did listen, I would love to know, sincerely would love to know your opinion on Surrender in Australia. Are you the one that ranked at seven? <laughs> Hello, if it's you. Um, next week... <laughs> We had one filler episode. We're moving on to another episode. Trisha Tanaka is dead. If Stranger in a Strange Land was the most polarizing episode, I mean, the most infamous, the next one is definitely one of the more polarizing episodes of Lost because a lot of people hate it, but there's definitely some defenders. And let's just say it's not going to be one of those episodes that pushes the overall storyline ahead after they got the end date. But this is just fun. I like I, this I, 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 I won't challenge anyone to watch this and not have fun. I think it's maybe got the biggest laugh out loud, loud moment I have in Lost. Um, and, yeah, there's a couple of moments that are like that. But, yeah, I think this is just this is just a fun episode. Um, and, yeah, it's kind of pointless. But at the same time, you know, as you've said, like you can have filler, entertaining filler episodes and... I love a good Hurley episode, and I think this is a good Hurley episode. So, at no point, like, in this, in Stranger in Strange Land, I kept looking at the timestamp, going, oh, 20 <laughs> minutes to go. This time around, didn't even look at it once. I, yeah, enjoyed, really do enjoy uh, Trisha Tanaka is dead. Yeah, so that will be more fun to get into. So, stay tuned for that, and... In the meantime, my name is Noah, and you'll get off our beach. You will leave this country. And my name is Ben, and show me the way to go home. Okay. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.